Welcome to Georgia Focus. I'm John Clark on the Georgia News Network. I had a stroke in November of 2022. It's taken me this long to get back to doing most of the things that I could do. So I wanted to tell you about the stroke in the hope that you will recognize the signs and symptoms and get the help that you need before you have a stroke. Today we have two great guests. Julie Ann Hamilton, who is Regional Director of the American Heart Association, and Manet Lemuel-Clark. She is a nurse practitioner with Northeast Georgia Physicians Group. Well, I, I don't know where to start because we're here today. We're in the Stroke Center at Northeast Georgia Medical Center in Brazelton. We're leading it here right here as a bed, and I see this bed, and I see all the equipment here, everything you have to deal with people with stroke, and I've had a stroke, and I'm coming out of it. I don't even know where to start. Who, when do people come in here? They're already out of the hospital when they get here. But what do you do to them here in the, here in the center? Okay. So my name is Mene. I'm a nurse practitioner here at uh, the clinic. Um, we are in Brazelton, as you stated yeah. before, Northeast Georgia Health System. And we do see our fair share of patients yeah. who have had a stroke or they've had symptoms of a stroke. So they may not have a diagnosis of stroke, but they may have a TIA, which we don't take lightly. People like to call them mini strokes, but we are, there's no, we don't take it lightly. Right. Um, because we do know that within 90 days, there's a high incidence of you actually having a stroke. But um, we see patients who have had a stroke and those who are in recovery um, following a stroke, or if we just need more information as to why you had it. And the TIA, is that someone who's going to have a stroke later on? Because when I, when I go to the hospital, when I went in the ER, they said, you're having a TIA. We, we're going to keep you because you're going to have a stroke. Is that the case of, of a TIA? So not necessarily. Okay. So um, a myriad of symptoms can show up like what is called a TIA, which is a transient ischemic attack. And um, a transient ischemic attack occurs when there is a temporary interruption in flow, but then it's like a like footprints on the beach. The footprints get washed away pretty quickly, and the person usually has no symptoms remaining. However, yeah. with a stroke, there is cement in place. So footprints are left. So even though the beach washes up on the shoreline, those footprints are there. Oh, okay. Stroke leaves a footprint. Now you can recover from the footprints of stroke, but not every single situation as everyone is different. Where TIA is concerned, we don't see permanent symptoms remaining. And Julianne is here, so she can also yeah. um, respond to that. No, I think that's perfect. Um, I'm, I'm Julianne Hamilton, Regional Director with the American Heart Association, and I think Manet described it perfectly. And the main thing that I would say is people need to know their body recognize that something is wrong, something's changing, and have a good relationship with your healthcare provider so that you can, you know, let them know about those things and get early prevention and early treatment. When you have a stroke, it just comes out of nowhere, wham, hits you, and you got to act fast and go to the hospital fast. But are there ways that you know that you're going to have one down the road? How can you do that? How do you tell down the road if you're going to have a stroke? So that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, as Julie alluded to just now, a lot of prevention okay. is going to be essential. Um, for example, patients who have atrial fibrillation, and that's a risk factor for strokes, it's important that they take care of that risk factor. We do know that 
there's a high incidence of stroke if you have AFib and you're not on anticoagulation, for example. Another thing is if you have high cholesterol. Hmm. So American Heart and Stroke Association recommends that you have certain goals for your cholesterol, especially the bad cholesterol or the LDL, and we want for that to be under 70. And then for A1C, which measures your diabetes numbers, um, patients often don't check these things, but your A1C should be under seven. And another um, factor is blood pressure, which is one of the most common. We have goals for blood pressure, which is under 130 over 80. So anything outside of those par parameters can potentially flag as a warning um, for you, other than just being symptomatic or having weakness or vision right. issues or something, um, anything outside of right. that can be a problem. Right. Julian, do you Yes, knowing those numbers, so important. Yeah. And uh, so uh, such a, a big part of the prevention piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I had, um, I thought I had all that, and I did, I did have high blood pressure, but and I was on medication for it, but I had a, an injury. And I don't know what it was. And they said it could be, you could just turn your head or whatever you do. And it's up at the base of my skull. They fix it and I'm healthy. Well, I'm going to be healthy. But that was so shocking to me because I never had an injury. I didn't get in a fight or anything like that. But it's just, and I thought it was a high blood pressure, which I've lost weight now, I've lost 30 pounds. But it's just, it's strange how the least little injury can cause, can cause that too, right? So that, that sounds like a, a specific risk factor that mm. was, that it sounds specific to yeah. you, um, where you can actually have blood vessel issues. Okay. So That's not just, um, um, you know, cholesterol buildup, but you could actually have injury to the blood vessels, which is what, um, and common, some, if you're doing things like bungee jumping or sometimes rapid um, uh, manipulations of the neck or rapid twisting or you know, high velocity rides can cause some injury in the blood vessels. Yeah. Um, or even if you're, if you know, certain sports, for mm -hmm. example, depending on how aggressive you are with the neck, you can actually shear the blood vessels. So that is a, a whole different risk factor yeah. that can occur. I'm not going to be doing any of that. I, 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 was, <laughs> I wasn't doing it before. I don't know what happened, but, but thank God I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But uh, so... Julianne, do, you, do we have a lot of people in Georgia with have high cholesterol, have high blood pressure, and so forth? It's important for them to get checked out. For sure. We are definitely in a part of the country where we like our fried foods. Yep, and our, uh, So, you know, just, again, being aware of your numbers, making sure you're getting those regular health care visits is so important. It's how, how important is it the time factor? Is that the most important thing, is to get to the hospital quick, as quick as you possibly can? I think that is one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. Recognizing the symptoms and the signs of a stroke is critical. But once you've recognized those signs or symptoms, <coughs> the next best, the next most important thing is time. And we have an acronym for mm -hmm. that called, <laughs> it's FAST, and time is, is really of the essence. You've got to get to the hospital quickly. And we really recommend that you don't drive yourself. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> <laughs> call nine one one so that you can get to the hospital yeah. for treatment immediately. I drove myself, folks. That's it. <laughs> Everybody knows it now. Uh. Yes, that fast acronym has has quickly become our 
our theme here for noticing and uh, and knowing the symptoms. So the F is face drooping. Um, does one side of the face droop or is it numb? Sometimes we'll say ask them to smile. Mm-hmm. Right, if that smile's uneven, that's a that's a big yeah. indicator. Um, the A is arm weakness. So is one arm weak or numb? Or are they able to raise both arms and keep them up? Um, speech is the S, speech difficulty. So you might have slurred speech. They might be hard to understand. Sometimes we've even seen people just say wrong words for things, like mm-hmm. they can't quite put the sentence together. You could even ask them to repeat a simple sentence, yeah. like and the sky is blue, and can they say that back mm-hmm. to you? And then, as Manet said, T is time. Time to call 911. That is of just the most important uh, essence there. Yeah, I can uh, I can adhere to that. Uh, being, getting to the hospital as quickly as possible is the best thing you can do. They give you stroke. They have stroke busters now. The, the, the medicine that they give you, when they, I don't know if I had it or not. I don't. I probably did. Uh, I just don't remember. <laughs> but uh, what is that stroke busters they give you? So um, the the tissue plasminogen activator TPA mm. is what they typically give, but not everyone. Okay is a candidate, which is very important to understand okay. because you do have different types. You have the ischemic type, mm-hmm. um, which is, it could be a clot or cholesterol or plaque right. Right. Um, or, or stenosis, for example, that could cause that. Um, but then you have bleeding types and that is, uh, we typically don't want to give um, the blood thinning medication if you have bleeding. Um, in the brain. So that is why it's important for you to call 911 first. Don't take any medications unless you're advised to do so because in some situation you could make a bad situation potentially worse. Yeah. So the, the, the medication you're referring to, um, we, there's a very structured time frame within which is given and that is in the emergency room. Now some EMS vehicles are actually equipped to do that these days mm-hmm. depending on um, signs and symptoms and their communication with with hospitals especially in remote areas mm-hmm. we're seeing that more frequently um, so you can give the clot busting medication okay. as um, it's ty- typically referred to but we we don't want to just take it upon ourselves to um, give medication or administer or take medication without speaking with a medical professional first you go into the ER mm-hmm. and then you don't know how long you're going to be there in my case I was in the hospital a month mm-hmm. but there again, I, I met a guy over the weekend who had had a stroke. He had a small stroke. He was in the hospital a day. And I was like, wow. But he still is having, you know, he's still got an arm that still bothers him. He still gets tired and things like that. So you don't, it's a, it's, it's a no, you can't tell any, you can't tell about this. How long are you going to be or whatever you're going to be? Is that usually the case? Is that what people don't know when they go in there that they're having a stroke? So it's, a stroke can be unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And that is why we don't do a cookie cutter um, right. um, cure or treatment for, for patients who have had a stroke. Um, severity in lots of instances depends on the vessel mm-hmm. that, for example, that is affected um, in the brain or, or the, um, th- this, the larger the vessel, um, the more major the vessel is potentially the more significant the symptoms, especially depending on whether or not it's an ischemic stroke, okay, or related to clot, or if it is related to bleed. 
so many um, you know situations come into play. Um, genetics even come mm-hmm. into play. It's just so much, right, um, John? Yeah. Um, so it's very hard to predict how a patient will come out of this. But we do know the sooner you get to the hospital, yeah. is the better the outcomes Absolutely. are. Right. Right. Absolutely. The the stark statistics, if you will, is that uh, globally about one in four adults over the age of 25 will have a stroke in their lifetime. Stroke is the number five cause of death in our country and one of the leading causes of serious long-term disability. Mm -hmm. So while that is uh, bleak, right, the good news is it is largely preventable, largely treatable, and largely beatable. So that's the most important thing that we want people to understand. And then and getting out of it is a bear. <laughs> I tell you what, it is tough. I still, I still can't talk right. I, I have to think when I, before I talk. Um, but still, it tired in the afternoons, things like that. But some of those things, I guess I'm lucky in that I got out of it the, the way I did, and, and and to the extent that I did. But some people have them forever, don't they? They have them take some long time mm-hmm. to to get out. How so, does um- you know, everybody recovers differently, right. like, like right. we, we have stated before. A lot of it is going to be also dependent on your rehabilitation. That's, that's what I want to ask you about. We do know that the quicker you start your rehabilitation, which starts mm-hmm. when you present to the hospital, because mm-hmm. that's really what we're, we're pushing for. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we mitigate and decrease as much as possible some of the effects that you may have. So rehab is going to be um, something that we, we, we address um, whether you're in the hospital or whether you come to me um, post-stroke in the clinic. And how, how does that work? We're in the rehab center now, for example. Uh, with the, we saw the exam rooms. We've got a bed right here. Um, how, do, how does that start? Who, who comes in here, the people that come in here? Okay, so when you enter, for example, our um, offices, you, there's a front desk, mm-hmm. and you're greeted by our front desk staff. Um, you are brought back to a room, okay, and you are prepared to see the medical provider, whether it's a physician assistant, a medical doctor, a nurse practitioner. Right. And usually the medical assistant or um, one of our nurses uh, will see you first. They will do your vital signs um, because that is pretty important. If we need to get outside imaging, for example, they'll make sure that those are ready for us. And we can preview those, and then we'll see you in the room. We have a discussion as to um, how you presented to the hospital at the time of the stroke. We look at the interventions, whether it is stenting in some cases, whether it is you received um, you know, the clot-busting medication, whether they did clot retrieval where they actually right. um, intervene and pull the clot out, which is, is one of, I think, the greatest mysteries ever mm-hmm. because it, now yeah. that we're able to do that, that's just fantastic. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at what they did in the hospital. Now, in, in certain situations, there are gaps that may not have been addressed in the hospital. Um, because we still have to look at the why. We see the symptoms, we, we look at the imaging, we know you've had a stroke, but the question that often ha- presents itself to, to us in the office is why? Why did I have a stroke? Mm-hmm. And that's when we delve into your risk factors for stroke. Um, in some cases, if you have no known, which is 
what we call ESOS or embolic stroke of unknown source. Then we even delve further into is there a genetic predisposition um, that could increase your risk for clotting, for example, that we need to look at, especially in patients of young age. Is there some medication that you're on? Were you on um, birth control or anything right. that can potentially, were you taking some supplements um, that can potentially impact? So that's where we come in. Um, we do a lot, and we will, our goal is to prevent recurrence. That is our main goal. That's one thing you mentioned is, is one thing that my neurologist did. He, he, was, he was concerned with why. Why did you have this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And he, he kept, he, he said, well, the, it looked like the, the information, uh, an injury. And then he, but he sent me to another doctor to make sure that I had just had an injury. He says, mm-hmm. a lot of what we do is a guessing game. We're going to make sure. And that doctor confirmed it. But it was really why. He was wanting to know so he could know if it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And uh, here... You don't see patients continually here. They come out and come and go here, right? The patients here. So we do have actually a, the, the we do have a significant amount of follow up. Okay. Um, we recommend that patients are seen in the first month, ninety days, six months, a year at least, at minimum. That mm-hmm. is uh, the the recommendation. And of course, if we trust we trust the guidelines, and we do want patients to be seen as quickly as possible. Yeah. So they're often seen you know, pretty frequently, at least within the first year. I, I see that you have different rooms here, and you, there was a patient earlier in a room, and so you guys, this, this looks amazing. What did you do in this room here? We have a bed in this room, is why I was So all our rooms have a bed. Oh, all of them have a bed. All of them have a bed. Some, some are just smaller than <laughs> others. Um, um, sometimes we have patients who have effects of stroke, such as um, some spasms, spasticity, which is just that they're muscles mm-hmm. and the nerves don't coordinate very well, so there's stiffness. And some require other treatments, whether it's um, injections such as Botox to help to relieve some of that spasm um, so they, that they're experiencing le- less pain. Or if they have neuropathy, that's what this room is for. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saying that, the, 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 when, you, when you put your hand at, at your, your muscle, I, I, I remind, remind of all that pain I felt on my right shoulder it was all oh, man i couldn't even move the arm and then one day one day one day it ends folks one day my arm just started moving just perfect i'm like oh my god i still feel a little bit here but uh it just whoa whoa and, well, and so i will say john we are fortunate here with excellent yeah. care and excellent health care northeast georgia health system and northeast georgia medical center is a American Heart and American Stroke Association designated get with the guidelines stroke hospital, mm-hmm. yeah. which means they are putting best practices into place and having excellent outcomes. So we are very blessed. It, it is, and, and right where they are, right where you are, this Northeast Georgia Medical Center is in Gainesville, but it's here too in Brazelton. Right. Right in this location, think about all the people oh, who yeah. didn't have a hospital before. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's, it's remarkable. What else does the does – the, you, does the American Heart Association do in Georgia as far as stroke or heart attacks? Go, yes. you know, tell us all. Yes. So really, we are, uh, you know, we're we're working to educate, yeah. uh, raise awareness. Um, this year, we are celebrating 25 years of the American Stroke Association, oh, really? which is a division of the American Heart Association. Um, we're funding research, advocating for public health, um, providing life-saving resources. And really just making sure that everyone 
has the opportunity to live a longer, healthier life. Yeah. Where can people go and find out and donate, donate? That's yes. what they want to do. So you can definitely support our efforts, which we uh, would greatly appreciate. There are support resources, support groups, all kinds of things. You can visit our website, www.heart.org or www.stroke.org. Because, you know, you say, well, why is the American Heart Association and American Stroke? They, they, I, found, I find out they're intertwined. Absolutely. Your Heart Association. <laughs> I, I had to go to the cardiologist, too. <laughs> so, but he's very, he, it's amazing what a role he plays in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... Got me off all my medicine. So, so hey, Wonderful. so, uh, you know, um, but anyway, the, to talk about that, the, the robe, what that means, the, the cardiologist, the heart versus the stroke. Why you have yes. that, why you have that relationship? So that vascular health, right? Yeah. That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's all affected. The heart and the brain is all affected by that vascular health and, and the, and the blood flow or the lack yeah. thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. Organs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's how we're all related and why we are, um, why we are working together and why we have that stroke right. stroke division as part of the American Heart Association. Right, right. So you, you, uh, the money that you raise goes for both of them then? Yes. yes. Those funds raised go to help. Um, the Heart Association um, and Stroke Association is the uh, second largest funder of cardiovascular research in the country. Outside of the federal government, we're the next. Wow. So funding that important research that you know, hopefully comes up with the next breakthrough. I hope so. We're, as I said, working for uh, community education, awareness, doing things like CPR training, going into businesses and and, uh, supporting wellness initiatives, going into our schools, all of these areas. um, We're there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's amazing though, that now, 2023, if a stroke is is treatable to some extent, Mm -hmm. Um, where if, I don't know, you know, a hundred years ago, what would I have done? What would anybody have done if you could have a stroke? Um, you just, just wait to die. It's, it was your choice. So we have made, we have made great inroads with this. Right. Remarkable progress. The American Heart Association will celebrate a hundred years next year in 2024. That's good. So there's been so much great progress, but we still have so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. As we discussed the statistics earlier, so well, you got me on board now. Well, <laughs> so we I'm sure going to do all I we can. We sure are thankful, and we appreciate you helping us get the message out. As we wind it up about stroke and, and today's conversation, and, and again, I thank y'all for having me today. This this brings back memories, uh, not so good, but still, I'm glad to see it here. What should we remember about stroke while it's going on, while while it's in the process? What should people do? The first thing they should do. So the first thing that people need to do is recognize the symptoms and the signs of a stroke, which Julie went through earlier, which is the FAST acronym. Mm-hmm. Facial weakness, arm weakness, speech difficulty, time. Time is of the essence. There's another um, symptom that is often not talked about, and it's vision. Double vision, loss of vision, critical and so that is why in some instances we even use the BFAST acronym, not just the FAST acronym, because mm-hmm. we don't want you to forget that if you have vision issues, it could also potentially be a sign of a stroke. Often, actually, it's the ophthalmologist that mm-hmm. will send yes. the really? patient. Mm-hmm. Really? 
because of oh, sudden yeah. onset of vision loss or vision change. So your ophthalmologist is very important in this process as well. Yeah. Oh, man. I takes, didn't, didn't think a, about it. It's a, it's a family. It takes it's everyone. a village. Regular it, it takes, takes everybody. Yes. Regular health care is so important. I, I, I didn't realize that, but I, I had that. It, it wasn't stroke-related, thank goodness, uh, but I did have that. I had to go to the ophthalmologist right as I, as, after I had the stroke and got everything okay, and I had to go to him and they, just to make sure. And it wasn't a stroke. It was just plain old bad eyes. But, <laughs> but so thank goodness. <laughs> so thank you both so much for, for taking time out to do this today. Um, I think we've helped some people. I hope we have um, who've done this. And, and again, g- give me your information, where to look, where to look up. So we are the Northeast Georgia Health System. We are the Brazelton Clinic, and um, we address varied neurological issues, but stroke is one of the, the, the uh, conditions that we would really want to make sure that we, we pay special attention to. Good. So we are in Brazelton, right across from the hospital. And again, the stroke and heart association. Yes, so you can visit www.heart.org or www.stroke.org for all kinds of great resources and information. Thank you both for being on today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Julianne Hamilton, Regional Director of the American Heart Association, and Manet Lemuel-Clark, a nurse practitioner for the Northeast Georgia Physicians Group. You can find out more at Northeast Georgia Physicians Group at nppg.org and more about the Stroke Association at stroke.org. If you have questions or comments about today's program, you can email me. John Clark at georgianewsnetwork.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week right here on your local radio station on Georgia Focus.